to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com hey slutty scholars thanks for tuning in for listeners of the show dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash s and s remember that supporting our sponsors supports the podcast the more you buy from them the more they renew collaborations with us and ads are one way that we keep making content. We also want to support companies that we really care about. One thing that I talk about with my clients is redefining sex in order to make time during a busy schedule. Maybe you don't have time to measure and analyze your orgasms every time, but can you take a few minutes to listen to a sexy story? Some people also have a more responsive desire, requiring more to even be open to the idea of getting turned on. Whether this describes you or you just want a fun and entertaining way to unwind, Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions designed to turn you on. They have something for every fantasy and they add new episodes every week, so you'll always have more to explore. And for listeners of the show, again, Dipsy is offering that 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S and S. That's a 30-day free trial plus when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash S-A-N-D-S. Dipsystories.com slash S and S. And while you're listening, apply some Uber Lube. Uber Lube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-friendly ingredients. It's just silicone with a little vitamin E. The vitamin E leaves a velvety finish that actually moisturizes your skin. Right now, they're offering listeners a special 10% off and free shipping when you use my code S&S at uberlube.com. Uberlube is for everyone. Thousands of doctors recommend Uberlube as their go-to solution for patients experiencing dryness. Uberlube's simple ingredient lists make it widely used by people with sensitivities to other lubricants. And remember, dryness does not have to mean that anything is wrong with you. You can be aroused and feeling desire, and sometimes your body needs a little extra help. It is not a machine. So if you're also a human being, invest in some lube. Uberlube offers long-lasting performance when you want it, then quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. It feels like a nice moisturizer when you're finished. I have one in my purse, one in my shower, one on my bedside table. I even use it as just a little moisturizer for my hair and for my body when I feel like it. And again, right now they're offering listeners a special 10% off and free shipping when you use my code S and S at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use code S A N D S at U B E R lube.com. Now back to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Sluts and Scholars is a sex-positive, shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter. While we love to give advice and resources, please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And this week, I am welcoming Jeff Abraham. He is the CEO of Absorption Pharmaceuticals, which operates Promescent, a leading sexual wellness company that offers delay spray, Vitaflux, arousal gel, and other sex-enhancing products. The delay spray increases men's sexual endurance by over 60% and has sold mil- millions of bottles worldwide. It was the first FDA-approved premature ejaculation product 
and we'll, we'll talk about that word in a little bit, uh, dating back to 2009. Uh, Jeff is a successful entrepreneur who sold his first semiconductor recruiting business over 10 years ago. And shortly after he sold this recruiting business, uh, Jeff invested some of his money in absorption pharmaceuticals, makers of Promescent, a company owned by his friend and neighbor, Dr. Ron Gilbert. Uh, sadly and unfortunately, Dr. Gilbert was tragically murdered in 2011 in a case of mistaken identity, which is horrifying. And it became Jeff's passion to continue the company founder's legacy. And over the last 10 years, he has spent his days advocating for sexual health and wellness. Welcome, Jeff. I'm very happy to be here. Jeff, That's a it's a sad initiation story of, of how you got involved, and you've probably heard it a few times as people have introduced you in different podcasts, but did you know anything about kind of sexual health and wellness before getting into this? Okay, think of the least direct route you could possibly take to running this company. Think of a background that had absolutely nothing to do with this and then put it on steroids and that's my history, okay? I owned a semiconductor engineering business for making integrated circuits. Yeah, when I was reading that, I didn't even know what that was. No, most people go, uh, <laughs> what? And an integrated yeah. circuit is, they used to call them computer chips and they call them integrated circuits. Now they use them in phones and cars. It's the little silicon chip that basically powers, it's got a billion pieces of information on the thumbnail size chip that, you know, powers everything in the world these days. So my in invitation and my intro to the company was, being a very good friend of Dr. Ronald Gilbert and, you know, a neighbor and, you know, uh, he was also my doctor. So mm. I went in to see him one time and said, hey, I developed this new product. I'd really like your input because I know your history. I have a wonderful family, but we weren't exactly rich. We were, you know, in the lower end of middle class. And I moved to California. And was he like a urologist or a He's general a urologist, care practitioner? Correct. He was a urologist. Okay. And one thing led to another. He introduced me to the product and I invested in the company because I thought the product had efficacy and I knew the market was enormous. And, you know, one thing led to another and I was helping him out. And then he was murdered in the most senseless, absolutely absurd manner possible. Someone had had a prostate surgery 23 years prior, decided he wanted to kill the doctor after 23 years. And it was so long ago, he didn't even remember what the guy looked like, who he was. So he went and did some research, got the wrong guy and then murdered him wow. before he realized it. So, it, well, not to like stay on the, the yeah. murder piece too long. And I certainly don't want to like have you, you know, go back to those feelings if you don't want to. But like, what was, do you know what was happening with that like prostate surgery person? Yeah. I think he something was, we're going to talk about today is a lot of sexual shame. Yeah. And, like, he was nuts. The guy, he had, you know, a lot of times when a man has prostate issues, he'll have incontinence. You know what I mean? Sometimes about a PE and everything just because you have prostatitis or in the case of prostate cancer. So mm -hmm. I can't even imagine, okay, it's 31 years ago now because he was murdered eight years ago. Yeah. There's never any guaranteed outcome of any surgery in life, you mm -hmm. know? And he did have some incontinence and some bouts of, you know, ED after having the surgery. So yeah. I guess he decided he was gonna kill the doctor that did his surgery, but he had, yeah. had a history of unstable behavior. He had had three mm -hmm. separate uh, urology practices that he had gone to afterwards that they had banned him, literally said, this wow. guy's volatile. And it's really a testament how insane our system is that he wasn't put on some kind of list so other people would know. And so he went and Dr. Ron Gilbert's name was similar to the name of the guy that actually did the surgery. So wow. he had set up an appointment 
you know, to see what he thought was a doctor that did the surgery. And Ron walked in to see him. He was waiting in a shooting position and shot him eight times through the heart before oh my he even knew it was the wrong guy. But the guy was insane because when they told him it was the wrong guy, his response was don't know and don't care. You know, wow. he was focused on his own inadequacies, you know, and yeah. I guess that's my point here. And obviously he's not my client. So yeah. I don't know what kind of, you know, mental health stuff was going on for this guy, obviously something and, um, sexual functioning for men is something that people kill and rape and murder over. So oh. I guess I'm just pointing out like the intensity of the, how deep the shame can go for folks who aren't functioning sexually the way they want to be. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, it's, it's something that we deal with with our customer base on a regular basis. We have testimonials that on one hand are invigorating because people go, oh, my God, you gave me my sex life back. I feel like I've been let out of prison. I feel like, you know, I'm a new man. I can now live life to the fullest. But then you realize how many people haven't found, you know, solutions and haven't or have been so disappointed by so many quack cures and you know, snake oil solutions that were out there that they've stopped seeking legitimate ways to improve their sex life. Sexuality is a huge part of life. And I don't care what people say when you're having regular orgasms, powerful orgasms, you feel better. You feel more powerful. You're a better parent. You're a better sibling. You're a better everything because you feel empowered and you feel whole. And when you don't, in some cases, especially if you're not talking to someone about it, not dealing with it, not expressing your feelings, you have a tendency, this is what I've seen, to basically withdraw inward and have a lot of bitterness and anger, you know what I mean? And yeah. unresolved feelings of inadequacy. And that's never positive, you know? So I always tell people, it's like anything in life. Make the best out of what you have. I don't care what you're suffering with between vibrators and, you know, gels and creams. And there's a way that you can have a form of hopefully a satisfactory sex life if you're open to it. You know, even if you have complete impotency, you obviously still have hands and a mouth. You know what I mean? And, you know, and other erogenous zones, other on erogenous your body. zones and tools. So don't focus on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have and make the best of it. But always strive to keep yourself informed and keep yourself educated. So if there are things that are out there that give you a higher degree of satisfaction, that you're open to finding them. And don't be bitter. Don't be angry. Don't blame other people. There, you know, we as a society tend every time something, you know, happens negative, someone is to blame. There are situations where no one's to blame. If you have prostate cancer, if you're a woman, if you end up having a hysterectomy, you know, these kind of things, there's no one to blame. Sometimes, you know, body chemistry, sometimes genetics play, you know, cruel tricks on people. But there's only one life that you have. Live it and don't be bitter and don't look to pin the blame on someone else. Really and truly analyze where you're at, what options are available to you to get the most out of life and go explore those. Yeah, I do think... I mean, not that we have, that we can blame cancer on this, yeah. but like, I do think that folks that are to blame is like just our society and culture as a whole. Right. And I don't know if you resonate with this, but I know for a lot of my uh, clients that have penises, like they have been taught that they're 
that sex is really the only outlet for so many things, for self-expression, for Absolutely. confidence, for connection, yes. for self-love, for being with someone, for being vulnerable. And so when that's not working or when that's taken away or when they're not connecting with their partner, it's like their error is taken away. Like they can't, can't breathe, function yeah. and breathe. And so I think that's a cultural systemic issue that like there's so much put onto what that means and like the only outlet for a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people who identify as men or who have penises and, and are taught that. And it's so, um, so distressing. It's very uh, distressing. When and something happens. I'm 64. So I had the good fortune of being initiated and having sex before the age of the internet and cell phones and watching porn when you're 13, 14, 15 years old. So when I became sexually active at 15 years old, I had never seen porn. I can't even imagine becoming sexually active now when you've already watched porn and somehow in your mind, the norm... And not having any other sex ed. Yes, exactly. You, your expectation is all men have nine-inch penises. They're the circumference of a beer can. They have sex... And stay hard yeah, for hours. They stay hard for hours. And then right before ejaculating, you jump off, run across the room, and shoot your partner in the forehead with laser accuracy. You know what I mean? And, and, <laughs> and that every female right in the middle of you know regular sex bends over and goes, anal sex, come on in. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. That, that's what we have a lot of... You mean of, that's not how it always that's is? That's not how it always <laughs> is. Unfortunately, I didn't have that warped expectation. So the first couple of times I had sex and I was fumbling and bumbling around like an idiot, I thought, oh, I'm doing a good job. You know what I mean? Because I didn't have these unrealistic expectations to aspire to or to think that were the norm. So has being the head of this company shifted your relationship with yourself or your intimate life at all? Yeah, to a certain degree it has, but... I've always been very good at communication. And even though I owned companies that were totally outside the realm of sexual wellness, all of my companies have been successful because they're based on good communication. My degree is in communications and uh, radio broadcasting, that kind of stuff. And I've always been gregarious. I've always been outgoing. I've always been very open. And as my family members and friends will tell you, I don't hold back. Okay, if there's something to say, I'll say it. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a situation and something comes up and I say it and everyone's like, oh, my God. Then later someone will go, why do you always think or why do you always say what I think, but I'm afraid to say? And I mm -hmm. go, because I don't care. Okay, I believe that honesty is the only policy. Now, not if you're hurting someone, you know what I mean? They're, you don't want to be too cruel. To me, I learned at an early age that if I hold things in and I don't express myself, that it leads to frustration. It leads to, I call it the layering effect. You don't communicate something so someone doesn't know. So they continue to do a behavior that is aggravating to you, but you never tell them. So they continue to do something that aggravates you. So then you get frustrated. They think that you're angry at them. You know what I mean? And the next thing you know, you're hating one another. And if you would have initially said, you know, I really don't like when you do that, they would have stopped doing it. And you wouldn't have all these layers of frustration piling on. So I've decided with my life that the best policy is if I think something and if something's good, I say, I really like that. So it reinforces positive behavior. And if there's something I don't like, I go, I don't like that so that it doesn't continue to happen. You can't expect someone to innately know they're doing something that you're not happy with unless you tell them, you know, and even with opinions and stuff like that, I don't think every opinion I have is correct, 
but I'm never afraid to share my opinion because I want feedback. And if I hear something that gives me a different perspective, I'm very open to saying, you know, maybe there are two sides to this coin, you know, that kind of a thing. We live in a society now where a lot of times people, when asked a question, literally debate what do they want to hear and then try to tell the other person something that is pleasing to them. You know what I mean? And then you're having a relationship that's built on, you know, untruth. You know what I mean? If I think one of the reasons that I have so many lifelong friends and, you know, family members I have very good lifelong relationships with is they'll actually tell me, they go, you're the one person I've ever met in my life that is the same person all day, every day, you know, like so many times. And I go, well, who else would I be? Because to me, if you tell someone something that's untrue, I'm not smart enough to catalog it. Okay. Who did I tell this untruth to? When did I say it? What was the version of truth? I document it so that the next time I better make sure I'm consistent. If you tell the truth, it's always the same. It never wavers, you know? So why create some fantasy world? Or, you know, if you meet someone, you're starting like a dating relationship, just be honest, just be who you are. That way, if something begins to develop, it's genuine. It's real. I mean, your answer to this is probably based on what you're saying, like that, no, it didn't maybe bother you. But I wonder if, did you ever have any um, shame-based concerns or people judging you for being the head of this company that, yes, you have other products, that, but primarily deals with um, folks who are struggling with premature ejaculation? Was there ever like, oh, I don't want to be associated with that, or I don't want people to think this about me? or Because um, there's so much shame for many men oh, attached to this. Here's an example. So in my past life, you know, when I had my semiconductor engineering business, I still have many, many yeah, the friends. Yeah, chi- the chips. That's what I took from that. Yeah. Something about small chips. Chip, small chips. The, chip, <laughs> the small chip business. So right, right, right. I went to a wedding of a friend of mine's like about two years after I took over this company. And so one of my buddies was sitting there next to me and there was like four of us. We had all been executives at different companies. One of my buddies says, hey, what's this crazy new company you're involved in? Because at that point, all we had was a delay spray. I expanded everything the last couple of years. This was about 2015. I said, well, it's a company. We make a spray for premature ejaculation. And all of a sudden, one of the guys sitting there is like, what? I go, yeah, it's a real common problem. Oh, and he's like, that's, you know, gross, you know, whatever. And he gets up and he like, just leaves the table. And I was like, whoa, you know? So the other two guys were there, we're talking, kind of laughing. About a week later, the guy that got up was angry, you know, and everything. I'm very fanatical. I know this company inside and out. I built it. I was employee number one, okay? So I literally evaluate every single part of this business. And I see an order come through and I'm like, Palo Alto, California. I'm like, oh my God. The guy that had the visceral reaction had ordered product and he's been ordering product ever since for six years now. Yeah. Well, probably why he had the reaction because it exactly why he had the reaction. I tell people this, that if I had, we used to say, if I had a dollar for every time this happened, I'd have a hundred dollars. We had to change it to a thousand dollars. I think I might have to change it to 10,000 pretty soon. Like I'll be at a barbecue or I'll be somewhere in my neighborhood or somewhere, you know, the health club or whatever. And someone will go, hey, what's that company you have? And there's like a couple standing there, you know, and this happened at a barbecue right where I live one time. And I go, oh, I go, it's called Absorption Pharmaceuticals. And they'll go, what does it do? I go, well, our product is promescent. It's a spray that helps men last longer. It's, you know, really an FDA uh, uh, compliant treatment for premature ejaculation. And the guy will go, 
and he'll stick his chest out. I swear to God, just like this, he'll go, it's the last thing we need in this relationship. Excuse me there, you know. Uh, yeah, John yeah, Sins, it's such you know? a, yeah. And yeah, then, it's such a, it's such a soft point. But wait, listen, this is a, a true example. So he goes over, it was a really nice, it was a 4th of July thing. It was a couple of years ago and there was a band and, you know, they had a carving station where they're making, you know, turkey, roast beef sandwiches, and all things. So he goes over to get some food. The wife leans over and goes, can we get a sample of that? We do need some, you know? I can't tell you how often the guy will say, that's the last thing we need. Then the woman will say, no, we do need it. You know, and it's evident by how many women buy our product for their man. And let's step out of the realm of premature ejaculation. Let's just talk strictly about the average healthy male, the average healthy female. There's a term in the medical community called the arousal gap. And it's used by therapists and urologists that the average healthy adult male lasts five minutes and 42 seconds during penetration or thrusting. The average female without prior stimulation takes 18 minutes of penetration or thrusting to achieve climax. Those are just averages. But so if you look at that, now you know why there's 7 trillion vibrators in the world. Guys stop, start, think about baseball scores. There's all these coping mechanisms. Every guy, and if he tells you this, and says, I've never had this issue, is lying to you. At one point or another in his life, hasn't gone, oh my God, I hope she doesn't go reverse cowgirl. I can't last in that position. You know what I mean? Oh, because there are certain positions. Yeah, but like it's normal. It's and so normal. let's not just rely on penetration as I talk about in all of my episodes. Exactly. Like, but so that's, I, I gotta be honest, Jeff, that's why I've... I've often in the past, I think even some time ago, um, I think someone from Promescent reached out and was like, can we advertise? And I, for a long time, um, I, I found myself being really resistant to just initially recommending things like, I guess you could call them numbing agents or delay, you know, delay agents, um, at least at first, because I think that then folks aren't looking at the real complex issues like arousal gaps or, um, you know, these cultural things of premature ejaculation, or as if you've listened to the podcast before, as I call it, coming before you want to. Exactly. I know I've seen that on your website, which I love that that's included there. Um, but so I guess I, I'd love to hear from you your thoughts on this, because I do have this concern of people not doing some of the detailed work to figure out what's happening, to work on themselves, to, you know, it's a complicated process as opposed to just like, oh, let's have this magic wand, spray it on, you last longer. And, you know, we don't talk about all this, all this other shit that you're mentioning. Yeah, if you look at our website, we go in depth, we have all these clinical trials, we have all these doctor testimonials, and we have blog posts and articles about how communication is the key to better intimacy. We're not advocating that having extended intercourse is any kind of solution to anything. As a matter of fact, we have people call us up, go, I last 20 minutes, I wanna last 40 minutes. And our response is, if you last 20 minutes, then you better examine your technique, your communication skills, talk to your partner, you know, that kind of a thing, because that should be satisfactory for a high degree of intimacy. One of the things that we do is one of the reasons we've introduced a whole host of products is to take the focus off of just the duration of intercourse. You know, it's one of many factors. If someone is, has psychological issues, we want them to seek counseling. In fact, we recommend it. But there are people that have physiological issues, not limited to, but including prostatitis, hypersensitivity to the penile nerves, you know, uh, low testosterone. So there's a lot of issues that some men suffer from 
that cannot be addressed. There are some that have issues that therapy edging will cure. We actually have products that are on our website that are their male masturbatory uh, products that actually teach you how to recognize the feeling of inevitability to help train you to not use sprays, to not need anything to help. Yeah. And for, for folks who don't know, the feeling of inevitability is basically when a person with a penis is getting close to um, ejaculation, there's like a, a point of no return Absolutely. that one can cross where the, the house can fall down and you will still come. You're, that's it. I tell people that the house could be on fire. Exactly. And you go, I'm finishing before I run out, even if I burn. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it's like a physiological thing. So being like you're saying, being able to sense and have mindfulness in your body to know when that's happening and be able to take a pause or take a breath or switch to um, oral on your partner or hand stuff, you know, yeah. is, is important for, for this. And, but yeah, I think that's why I think, I think delay agents can be really helpful, especially if there's a physiological cause. And if, you know, a person, I, I'm a fan of what works. And so I think if it works and gives someone that confidence back, that's great. And, um, gosh, I hope people read the stuff on your website. Cause I could see people just buying the product and not exactly. getting informed about this stuff. And that's really frustrating. Cause then they don't know all these other pieces of how complicated arousal and, um, you know, sexual functioning is. My greatest joy would be if most people that used our product we're able to use it and wean off of it and eventually not use it, you know? So because they had be able- Really, you mean that? You're a business guy. Yeah, but we have tons of products now. We have all kinds yeah. of different products. We have lubes, we have condoms, we have vibrators, mm -hmm. we have female arousal gel, we have before and after yeah. wipes, you know? And there are people with physiological uh, issues that will always have to use something. But I don't know if you're familiar with what differentiates us, with what gave us a success. So the topical agents, and there have been tons of them around, stud 100, I wish I was kidding when I said this, do me long and hard, you know, duration. Really? Um, the name is, that was one? That's the name, <laughs> actual name of a product. We went to Promescent because it's the actual medical name, prolonged tumescence. Tumescence means engorged with blood. It's the medical name for an erection. So we tried to bring an elegance to the table where it's not just this caveman, you know, like you look at do me long and hard, it's a picture of a gal with a bottle between her legs, you know what I mean? You know, stud 100, two horses kicking, you know what I mean? Like it's this manly man kind of caveman, drag your woman back to the cave and pounce on her, you know what I mean? Our whole site is about partnership, it's about intimacy, it's about making sure both partners, you know, achieve satisfaction. And you'll see in a lot of our literature, in a lot of our writings, and some of the talks I, I do, that I tell a lot of men, if you're suffering from PE, the first thing you should do is give your woman an orgasm prior to penetration. Because if you have a tendency to prematurely or rapidly ejaculate. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to push you and encourage yeah. you for like whatever gender their partner whatever is. Whatever like, you're right. Whoever, whoever you're whoever with, you're like with. do something else first. Do something else first.
Hey, slutty scholars, thanks for tuning in. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S&S. Remember that supporting our sponsors supports the podcast. The more you buy from them, the more they renew collaborations with us. And ads are one way that we keep making content. We also want to support companies that we really care about. One thing that I talk about with my clients is redefining sex in order to make time during a busy schedule. Maybe you don't have time to measure and analyze your orgasms every time, but can you take a few minutes to listen to a sexy story? Some people also have a more responsive desire, requiring more to even be open to the idea of getting turned on. Whether this describes you or you just want a fun and entertaining way to unwind, Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions designed to turn you on. They have something for every fantasy and they add new episodes every week, so you'll always have more to explore. And for listeners of the show again dipsy is offering that 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash s and s that's a 30-day free trial plus when you go to d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash s-a-n-d-s dipsystories.com slash s and s and while you're listening, apply some Uber Lube. Uber Lube is a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-friendly ingredients. It's just silicone with a little vitamin E. The vitamin E leaves a velvety finish that actually moisturizes your skin. Right now, they're offering listeners a special 10% off and free shipping when you use my code S&S at uberlube.com. Uberlube is for everyone. Thousands of doctors recommend Uberlube as their go-to solution for patients experiencing dryness. Uberlube's simple ingredient lists make it widely used by people with sensitivities to other lubricants. And remember, dryness does not have to mean that anything is wrong with you. You can be aroused and feeling desire, and sometimes your body needs a little extra help. It is not a machine. So if you're also a human being, invest in some lube. Uberlube offers long-lasting performance when you want it, then quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. It feels like a nice moisturizer when you're finished. I have one in my purse, one in my shower, one on my bedside table. I even use it as just a little moisturizer for my hair and for my body when I feel like it. And again, right now they're offering listeners a special 10% off and free shipping when you use my code S&S at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use code S-A-N-D-S at uberlube.com. Now back to the episode. Try to give them an orgasm prior to penetration because if you haven't, the first thing you do when you start penetrating is you're going to be aware of, have they come yet? Oh, my God, I can't. They, anxiety and intimacy should be two separate emotions. They should never cross paths. They should be mutually exclusive of one another. Now, we know they're not, but you should try to keep that. So if you put one in the bank, so to speak, so you know your yeah. partner has already had an orgasm, it will take away the anxiety of, can I last long enough to satisfy them knowing they've already had at least one orgasm? So it'll help you relax and help take the focus off of your climax, which should help you, you know? But the way that our product works, all the other products that exist, they don't have a eutectic formula. We have a eutectic formula. So lidocaine- What's a eutectic formula? Eutectic, it's E-U-C-T-I-C. It's a eutectic formula. We changed, what is that? We changed the crystalline structure of lidocaine. Lidocaine mm -hmm. is a crystal. It's a solid. Mm -hmm. So when you apply it, it sits on the surface of the skin. Mm -hmm. It numbs you and it numbs your partner. It transfers and numbs your partner. So Dr. Gilbert, Ron, in his brilliance, developed a eutectic formula in conjunction with a PhD, an organic chemist, that changes the crystalline structure of lidocaine to an oil aqueous form. So seven to 10 minutes after application, 
it absorbs. That's why the name of our company is Absorption Pharmaceuticals. So it absorbs, it goes subdermal. So the man maintains a much higher degree of surface sensitivity and it doesn't transfer to the female partner. So mm. the man is not completely numb. He just has a higher degree of control. The woman is not affected because if you use a numbing agent and you're numb and your partner's numb, you might as well go take aerobics or take a spin class. You're both sweating, you're both moving, but no one feels any pleasure. You know, you, you don't want to yeah. be numb. You want to feel the emotion. You want to feel connected to your partner. And what about the person using the delay agent? Like how much is it? Is it numbing? Do people report like not feeling anything? Like how does that work? If they use it correctly. Now we say three to 10 sprays. That's for someone who has significant PE issues. If you're using it more recreational because you last three minutes, but you want to last eight minutes or you last six minutes, you want to last 12 minutes, you start with one spray. If you use it correctly, because I've used it. So I used all products because for me to properly know how to position this company, I have to know who we're competing, what the effects, what the, the advantages are. I would say that you probably lose about 30 to 40 percent of the feeling, but you're not completely numb. It just, it almost feels like it takes the edge off, that you have a lot more control. You know what I mean? And that for me, it gives me the feeling that I can literally have sex pretty much as long as I want to. Then I have to concentrate and really start ramping it up if I really want to finish. You know what I mean? So yeah. almost like this feeling of it gives you more control, you know? You know, our tagline for the spray is make love longer. You know, for the lubes, it's make love smoother. For condoms, make love safer. But I almost feel like we should change our tagline for make love longer to take control. You know what I mean? Because a lot of men feel like with their orgasms and their ejaculation, they're not in control. They just start, you know, thrusting. And then eventually something happens. It's beyond their control. And then they finish. Yeah. And I think if they're using it smarter, like you, what was the word you use, like using it properly or correctly, yes. um, the way it's supposed to be used, that it is an opportunity to learn more about yourself. Like you should practice with different sprays and see how does this affect me? How does this feel in my body? How does this feel with a partner? And to, to get that, that mindfulness piece. And, and I also like, I think when using this, I really want to like help people normalize putting the spray on with their partner. Cause yeah. I think because of the shame attached to this, a lot of times people are like, let me go, you know, spray it discreetly in the dark by myself. And let then like, the maybe try to initiate going to the restroom. Yeah. We have so many men go, I don't want my partner to know I'm using this. And my response yeah. is that's the wrong attitude. You should never introduce anything. If you're close enough to be intimate with someone, why would you hide anything from them? You know, you hopefully won't oh, hide. Yeah, so much shame and embarrassment. Yeah. You know, here's the thing I don't understand, okay? We just talked about how many physiological issues there are. We talked about the arousal gap, how the normal man. Could you imagine a diabetic being ashamed of taking insulin? Of course not. Can you imagine a cancer patient being ashamed of taking chemo? No. Could you imagine someone with acid reflux being ashamed from taking Prilosec? No. Why are people ashamed? Why does everyone think they have to be a sexual Superman? You know what I mean? That you're not ashamed that if you have something that's, you know, biological or medical in nature for diabetes, 
this is another, you know, part of life that is very normal and people are wired differently. Some people are taller, shorter. Some people are thicker. Some people are thinner. Some people are just built to not ejaculate for a certain amount of time. Some people, like I said, whether it's hypersensitivity, the penile nerves, prostatitis, low testosterone, different SSRI levels in the brain that certain people last longer. Why do people get so uptight? Because you know what it is? It's all about ego. It's about how is someone going to view me? Put the focus on your partner instead of yourself. I want to please my partner. If this can help me please my partner, why would I not want to use it? And, you know, yeah. I... And ask them, too. Like, I get so many people who um, don't even know what their partner wants. And so they assume, like, oh, my partner wants to have penetrative sex for... 20 minutes and right. then you talk to their partner and their partner's like I don't even really like penetration <laughs> right no, exactly. and so you might not even need this maybe your partner is grateful or maybe you find someone who has pelvic pain who doesn't like a lot of penetration and it's a great match and they you know lasting a minute is like almost too long for them like great absolutely well one of the things that I always laugh about you'll see guys that go I'm smooth I got my routine you know all the ladies love this and when I hear that I go, you have to be one of the worst lovers ever on planet. Okay. No, seriously. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I, I totally I agree. I think with that's you. such bullshit. Okay. Cause I've been in situations <laughs> where I literally date someone and they're like, I have a really sensitive clitoris. You know what I mean? I don't like direct pressure. You know what I mean? I love having, you know, my vulva massage. You know what I mean? And maybe some light pressure in and around the clitoris, but not direct pressure. You know what I mean? Because I'm very sensitive. Then eight months later, I'm dating someone's like, I need you to have a jackhammer with sandpaper on it and go, I need extreme pressure. You know, like I'm like, so if you literally go into anything and go, I have the answer, I have the formula, you're full of the shit. One you size can't fits have all. the formula. Yeah. One of the things that I like to do when I'm dating someone is very early on, I'll say to someone, I want you to masturbate for me. And at first they're like, what? I go, yeah, my number one, I'm a voyeur. I love, I just love visual, you know? But number two, what better way is for, is there for me to figure out what pleases you than to watch you please yourself. If I watch how you touch yourself, I know what kind of pressure you like. I know whether you like direct pressure, indirect, you know what I mean? What kind of speed? What kind? There is not only that, it's enticing. It's very, very erotic for me to watch someone do that, but it's also extremely educational. So the thing is, do you want me to fumble around for two months basically, you know, guessing what you like, or I can really have a higher degree of intimacy and make us feel much closer while at the same time getting the keys to the castle by watching you, you know, touch yourself. And sometimes people are turned off by that, but generally, even the ones who well, used to I don't know if it's turned off. I think it's, it's again, coming back to that shame and that fear oh, yeah. of like, I've never done this in front of somebody or that's so vulnerable or, or the pressure of like, I don't know if I can orgasm with another person present. Like there's so much that goes into it. And yes. um, yeah, what it's you so have many layers. To do is you have to be very supportive and tell them how much, you know, you find that arousing and how they're beautiful. And you think that's a, you know what I mean? It's, enticing you know that kind of stuff i've never ever failed to just laugh you know because i think women are much more hypercritical but it's because of the media and they see these perfect bodies and they will read shape and allure and they think that they have to you know 
be size two with 34 C breasts and a, you know, 24 inch waist and all this stuff that you'll be intimate with someone. They get up and they throw a towel around themselves or they're like throw a sheet. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Oh, well, I'm going to the restroom. I go, what's up with the, you know, like covering up. Oh, well, I'm shy. I go, you're shy. You were literally, I was just performing oral sex on you like five minutes ago. I pretty much think I've seen everything I can see. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. it never, but you know, it makes me laugh because there's not a guy on planet earth that doesn't think that he's three sit-ups and a run around the block from posing on stage in his little trunks as Mr. America. You know what I mean? Guys always think they're in much better shape than they are. And women always feel to a certain degree like, oh, if I could just get rid of this extra pound or two, you know? And, but I think guys become more critical of themselves and more insecure when it comes to sex, but not body image, you know? Guys yeah. always want to know how long is that guy lasting? How big is his penis? How, what's the girth of his penis? You know, that kind of a thing. And guys are really uptight, very uptight. And whenever I meet a guy, he'll say, you know, every once in a while, I do struggle with PE. I'd really, and I go, that's a dude that's very confident in himself. That's a guy that literally. Well, it's so, it's so normal, yeah. you know, to be able to name that. But I laugh when someone goes, really? That's an issue. I've never heard of that. I'm like, what? I mean, what rock chances are, are like, that person probably has it all the time. Just like the right? example I told you where the guy was right. like totally freaked out and he's buying our product, you know? Yeah. Based on like either clients you've talked to or other folks, like what do you think is the main feeling of people who are struggling with coming before they want to? Like what is the main complaint that you hear from folks? They can't satisfy their partner. And mm. to be honest with you, there's shame involved in it. They feel less than. Yeah. That's why I get really angry when you hear comedians and, you know, it's out there in social media a lot that sometimes if a man prematurely ejaculates because he doesn't care about his partner, he doesn't care about her satisfaction, there could be nothing further from the truth. These are people who desperately want to satisfy their partner, who desperately want to last longer, who really and truly want to have a great relationship so it and so some of them maybe because they of teaching or lack of sex education like haven't been willing or feel embarrassed to do the work right no. the work of pleasing their partner before they have penetration yes. or before they're touched or even if they you know like if somebody premature ejaculates like that's fine but then spend some time on me yeah, exactly because right? like, you I know that this, doesn't mean yeah. we're done doesn't mean we're done it's like no this that doesn't means, have to be the end I tell it's my turn <laughs> to people all the time that if a man rapidly or prematurely ejaculates, the effect is more pronounced on the woman than it is on the man because the man still ejaculates. You know, the woman's like, wait, wait, I'm over here. You know what I mean? Like, what about me? And this situation is that a lot of men feel so much shame and so much guilt. They feel like, well, why would anyone want to be with me? They roll over. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a loser. But you're right. Do you think it's better or worse with male-male um, partners? Like, is there more comparison or is there more acceptance? I think there's more acceptance. The the male-male... I've seen a little I've seen a little bit of both. Yeah. I've seen that there's, like, this, um, this pressure of, like, being, like, a really fit... Uh, I don't know. I think just in like the fit gay community of, uh, I don't know, there can be a lot of like toxic masculinity in there. And so sometimes I see it as like more pressure, almost in like a competitive way. But then other times it seems like it's more acceptance. The gay friends that I have, the gay male friends that I have and the ones that I've met through this business have way more sex than heterosexual couples. It's 
crazy to me. They, they're just more hypersexual. But you're right. There are a fairly significant component in the gay, male gay community where they're totally buff. They have this look of like perfection. You know what I mean? Like tanned and, you know, just all jacked up and everything. And sometimes their partners are exactly the opposite. You find one like Mr. America and the other guy is more normal, you know, that kind of a thing. And I think the ones that I'm aware of, the ones that I've talked to that are friends of mine and also customers, it's the ones who were the hyper, you know, uh, type A alpha males that compare themselves and have to last forever. And it's the ones who are more comfortable in their own skin. And you can see it. They don't have to be walking perfection that are more in touch with whatever it takes, as opposed to being the perfect male in every respect, including sexually. Mm -hmm. And my next question might be a little bit of a hard question. No, no pun intended, but uh, you said you were willing to answer whatever. So I'd Any love question. to hear your thoughts, but um, you know, especially in the, I think in the sex therapy field, there's a lot more, uh, I think discussions now and pressure to be, uh, you know, a bit less heteronormative to talk more about other styles of partnerships and uh, diverse gender styles. And so like, you know, you're a, you're an older white guy. Uh, and a lot of the products is kind of geared towards like men and women and, and stuff like that. And so I just wonder, have you had any pushback and where does promescent kind of fit in, in terms of maybe expanding that for more diverse, uh, diverse clients? We're a small company. We've just increased, I think from eight to 11 employees. And hopefully we're going to go to 13 soon because we have contract manufacturing. So we can succeed without a huge workforce. We have a very diverse workforce. We have straight and gay people. We have 50-50 male, female, you know, that kind of a thing. Now, like you said, I'm a 64-year-old white male who grew up back before there was anything other than straight or gay. Outside of me, my employees are all younger. They're all mid-30s or younger. So we actually now, we have a couple of our younger people working specifically on products and messaging that will reach across many different barriers. Yeah, because I could see there being like a, you know, young trans client or a queer client, like looking at your site and being like, oh, this isn't for me. Yes. Or something like that. Or, or looking at the, um, you know, there's products for, for women, but they're like, oh, but how, what does Jeff know about like my sexual functioning? Like, so I do wonder if that affects like uh, business at all. It does, but we're very progressive in that remark. We're the only company yeah. that I'm aware of that we have female urologists on our advisory board. And when we went into vibrators and toys, I leaned very heavily on Rachel Rubin, Dr. Rachel Rubin, and uh, she's a urologist outside of Washington, D.C., and, you know, Emily Morse, uh, mm -hmm. Laura Berman. And yeah. so when we did... We focused on vibrators, and there were some mystery vibe that specifically were designed for women with pelvic pain. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we, yeah. we really, truly try to make sure that we see the female perspective, you know, and it's very important to us. And whether it's our advisory board, our employees, when we develop new products, you know, the female arousal gels and everything we have, we're very tuned in to making sure – and, you know, we have a flag on our website and one of our pharmacies, independent pharmacies in Alabama, went to order this a couple of years ago and called up. This is a true story. 
and said, I'm getting ready to order the product, but he, he was talking to our customer support rep at the time, but I don't know whether I should order it. I see one of those fag flags on your site. Mm-hmm. And our customer support rep was like, whoa, where did that come from? And the yeah. guy goes, I mean, I, I imagine there's pressure from both sides. Yeah, for both sides. Open yeah. and then, so yeah. the guy says, I need to speak to someone in management there before I decide whether to order. So Scott calls me and says, hey, I don't know how to handle this. I said, I'll handle it. Give me his number. So I call the pharmacy and I, the guy's name was Floyd and I asked for Floyd. And you could tell it was some, you know, small little pharmacy, some gal answers. Oh, let me get him. Floyd. You know what I mean? Not like, let me put you on hold. And he comes to the phone and says, yeah, this is Floyd. I said, Floyd, this is Jeff Abraham. I said, I'm the CEO of Absorption Pharmaceuticals. We make Promescent. And he's like, yeah. And I said, I understand you have some. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're the ones with the fag flag on your site. I said, let me tell you something. I said, the next time you call our phone number, our 800 number to customer support, and you ever do something like that again, you're going to see your voice and your, your comments broadcast on CNN, okay? I said, if you think that's good for business, great. I said, number two, here's your two choices. You can order the product. That's A. B, you can fuck off and never order it again. I said, <laughs> we are about people having intimacy and people enjoying their lives. I said, we don't care who you bring in your bedroom. It's in the privacy of your own home. As long as it's between consented pe- people with consent, I could care less. I said, so going forward, you have two options. Order the product or fuck off. And I hung up the phone. I was furious. So I said to Scott, I said, well, we'll never see him again. Two days later, he ordered the product. He's been ordering it ever since. Okay. Really? But did he ever say anything or just quietly? Never, ever said a word, which tells you even people that are bigoted and racist and sexist and homophobic, they won't let it get in the way of them making money. Okay. That's the hilarious part, you know, Mm, is interesting. You know, he tried to use his, I guess he thought his economic muscle, you know what I mean? To try to intimidate us. Well, I I appreciate being able to talk to you about, you know, some of these topics. And I think it definitely helped um, alleviate some of my worries of like utilizing this as like a a referral resource. And I use it, but it's like once I already get someone in my office and we talk about the other stuff, it's like one of the options. And so I hope for folks listening that you, you know, if you need to try the product and make sure that you're like reading some of those blog posts and like, checking into things you know go, what to I tell a urolo- go to a urologist first like just make sure you're exactly. making an informed choice for make yourself Make your choice through knowledge make your choice through education i got a lot of flack about our site when i first put our website and everything together people go are you trying to start a university an educational website or are you selling product i go both and they go because you go to any other website that we compete with all it is is buy now buy now buy buy there's no nothing you go to our website there's clinical studies, blog posts, doctor reviews and everything. And I've had people say to me, someone might actually go there and read and forget their ordering product. I go, no, if they really need the product, I want people to buy the product for the right reason. There's also posts where doctors show you how to use the product, okay? If you buy it, I want to make sure you have a good experience and you use it correctly, okay, so that you get the maximum benefit from it. We also have a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee. No one does that because if you're not happy, I don't want you to feel like, you know, you had to spend money and it was a waste. We want people that truly 
get value from the products that we have that enjoy them and it enhances their intimacy. So it's a no risk proposition, you know? Yeah. And so just to, to wrap it up, I think, as we were talking about before, my invitation is if you're listening and you need, you know, want to utilize this with a partner, find a way to make it part of your intimacy, like use it as a, you know, give your partner a little hand something and help them put it on, go wash your hands and then have them go down on you for a while or, or massage each other, spend that eight to 12 minutes or however long it takes to soak in, you know, wash your hands and then then engage together, like make it a, make it a fun drawn make, out part exactly. of connecting. We have massage oils on our website. Bust out some massage oil while you're waiting. You know what I mean? Massage each other. You know what I mean? Use yeah. some of the female arousal gel, maybe get her in the mood. You know what I mean? Use whatever, but you know, if nothing else, just connect with your partner. You know what I mean? And sometimes people say to me, what's the most effective, you know, product out there. And I go communication before we get to any kind of, stimulant, any kind of enhancement, communicate. You have no idea how many times I've talked to, I've talked to one woman that she was on our site and asked some questions and, you know, they referred her to me and I'm talking to her. She goes, oh, my husband and I, you know, we've been married 20 years. We have two kids. And she's like, he never can last more than 30 seconds ever during intercourse. And I go, well, when you guys discussed it, she goes, we never discussed it. I go, wait, you've never discussed it. She goes, no. She goes, I don't want to bring it up. I'm like, I'm like, how in the world are you married 20 years with this issue? And it's never, but that's not rare. People don't mm -hmm. want to have discussions. If, if you have the discussion that might be awkward the first time, but then you break the ice and then you together seek solutions and you together feel much more comfortable. Can you imagine the pent up frustration and, and just the non-communicative, you know, nature of that relationship? They're never going to get through that without communicating or talking about it. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine it. That's like every couple that I see in my, in my office. Oh, uh, so I'm not, yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, is that unbelievable? You go, no, not only is it unbelievable, I see it multiple times a day. <laughs> yeah. That's my, that's my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't deal with that. I mean, if there's an issue, I'm dealing with it. Okay. I don't want this stuff yeah. to be unspoken. And before we finish up, one last discount for you, especially if you feel like your sex life has fallen into the same old dull routine. Break those habits with a fun, sexy box from Like a Kitten. Right now, Like a Kitten is offering listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash S&S or enter code S&S at checkout. Like a Kitten has your back when it comes to planning a perfect evening. They take out the guesswork by sending you a themed box with all your erotic essentials. This month, they're helping you choose your own adventure with their BYOB box, aka Build Your Own Box. You get to choose one item out of their six categories, toys, beauty products, lubes and cleansers, games, sexy accessories, and lingerie. Within each category, you have eight or more products you can choose from, so you can build an experience that's customized to your specific desires. For example, I chose a soothing, high-on-love lavender and honey bath oil, a gold handcuff bracelet, a blue silk teddy, really cute rose butt plug. I always think rosebuds and buttholes look alike, so it's great. And some liquid lube, because as you know, lube is your best friend. And lastly, a cute card deck, a year of sex, so you can try new things with your partner. But these are just my choices. You can build your own box today with Like a Kitten. Right now, Like a Kitten, again, is offering listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash S&S and enter code S&S at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash S&S or use code S&S to get 20% off these incredible boxes. Likeakitten.com slash S&S and the link is in this episode's description. 
Well, Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us about this. And for folks who want to try out the product, um, you know, read the blog. How can folks get in touch and find out more? And, and uh, Here's the, what I tell stuff. people. You know, we're available at Target. We're available at Walmart. We're available at GNC. We're on Amazon. But always start at promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, promescent.com. For this reason, you will literally learn how to properly use it. You'll learn what benefits it has. You'll learn everything about the product. Then go get it wherever you want to, on our website, wherever, you know. But at least you'll have the knowledge of what it is, what it does, how to properly use it, and all that. That's the most important thing. I'm not here just to go, oh, we're going to rack up sales one time and then have someone be frustrated and never come back. I want to have repeat customers that see benefit from the product. I want to have people that write these beautiful testimonials that we have that go, whoa, this really took our intimacy to another level. And if it doesn't, you're out nothing because you get a complete refund. We're not one of these companies, you got to pay $5.95. It's free shipping you know, that you have to ship it back. We're not even asked for it back. So there's no risk, you know, but if it helps, great. If it doesn't, you're out nothing. Well, thank you. And again, listeners, if you want to follow what I'm doing here on the podcast, I'm on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars. Uh, don't forget to rate and review wherever you get your podcast and check out those uh, advertisers and the product we talked about today. Thanks so much and talk to you next week. Sluts.